welcome to episode four of the Rander Power Podcast. I'm Ryan, and with me as always is my man Moss. How are you doing today, partner? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm feeling great after that big W, and I think that big W calls for cracking a cold one. woo What you got there? Coors Life. What else? Oh, uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Unreal. Gotta love it. Mountain's always blue, baby. They say the body is mostly water. I would say it's mostly Coors Light. <laughs> when you drink it at this fast and ferocious pace, that's for damn sure. <laughs> but uh, let's dive in, man. Um, obviously, what we're going to start off with today is Houston, uh, followed by that looking ahead to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Going to get into a little bit of Cliff Kingsbury talk. Yeah, uh, you know, some Raiders in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then talking about this uh, week's games, giving you guys some picks uh, between the big games this week and then the rest of the Big 12. All right, start it off, bro. All right, so let's talk about Houston. And obviously the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to this Houston game is my man, Alan Bowman, going out there, throwing for 605 yards and five touchdowns. All right, all right, Ryan. We all know about that, about Alan Bowman. I have some more pressing news, okay? Oh, do I tell. have an inside source from the locker room of Grapevine High that Alan Bowman has to specially order cups because he has... You guessed it, an absolute unit. Oh, <laughs> honestly, that doesn't surprise me at all when it comes to Bowman. He's got poise in the pocket, and we know why. It's because he's got all sorts of confidence just knowing that he's got that packed in his pants. He's flying first class, sending an airmail of a whole bunch of packages. Bowman has the complete package. The arm and the rest of it. Yeah, dude. Also, beyond Bowman, the wide receivers were electric. We had Wesley setting a single game record for the Texas Tech Red Raiders with 261 receiving yards and also three touchdowns. Beyond him, you know, we got TJ Vasher going out, getting himself 95 yards and two touchdowns. And today on high, it's great to have him back in the slot because he himself got another 120 yards. It's pretty incredible that Antoine Wesley set the record for Texas Tech wide receivers considering who's come through there. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. Web wide receiver you. I mean, Michael Crabtree literally never had 261 in a game. Is he going to set – is he going to break Crabtree's single-season record? Uh, it's 1,961 yards, I believe. I mean, very possible if Bowman keeps having games like he did, and he's his favorite target right now. So it's very possible. I'm not going to say it's likely, Ryan, but it's very possible. Yeah, I agree. And this offense in general, obviously the, the, the air game was – adds great as you could ever hope for with the receivers going up and getting everything scoring touchdown after touchdown but to sean henry freshman running back filling in for the couple injured guys he had four touchdowns in 111 yards i mean that game was ridiculous though i mean it was just completely all offense yeah we didn't even have a field goal only touchdowns and also alan bowman you know this is crazy he actually broke the big 12 single game freshman passing record with 605 yards, guess who held that record previously? Uh, I'm going to go with our man, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, it was our homie, Patrick Mahomes, which is insane. I'm just saying that's how much offense there was in this game. I mean, yeah, Bowman was unstoppable. The receivers were unstoppable. Deshaun Henry couldn't get, couldn't stay out of the end zone. They literally couldn't keep him out. I mean, the offense was on fire, and that's while missing our two first and second string running backs. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows who the first and second string running backs are at anymore, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Deshaun, who knows who he, the first string quarterback is anymore? We don't know. I mean, it's Bowman. We think so. But, I mean, 
it was McLean Carter, uh, you know, in the in the starting game. I mean, as we've said before, and we'll say again, we are Bo men, and I am. I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked and kind of appalled if he didn't get the start this week. I would be pretty pissed. That would be vulgar and vile. <laughs> but the running backs, it actually, it that's a good point. I mean, Delayon Ward, obviously, he's looked great. King has been consistent, but Deshaun Henry, I mean, 111 yards, four touchdowns, and also seven catches for another 42 yards. He had 100, over 150 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. I mean, that's got to say something. He's got to have to be in the mix with these running backs when they get healthy again. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely have to play him. He looked fantastic out there. Very fluid. I mean, his cuts were fluid as hell, bro. He looked fantastic. And when he did, when he had that front flip uh, end zone play, I mean, that was incredible yeah. that he kept control of the ball. Uh, and I and I think that kind of you know segues into the next point that I wanted to talk about is that we didn't have any turnovers as a team. Dude, that you was know? so great. Did offensive that kept us in through the, the roof. game. Yeah. yeah, Bowman Bowman threw it fifty nine times and he didn't have a single turnover. Fifty nine, incredible. And that 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 Houston defense is probably as good as most of the teams in the Big Twelve, or slightly better than a couple of teams in the Big Twelve. But it, they're not they're not terrible, is what I'm saying. Is Alan Bowman didn't put up those record setting numbers against a team like Lamar again? You know what I'm saying? Houston Absolutely. has a decent defense. What did they hold Arizona to? Eighteen points? Was that right? Yeah, eighteen points with Khalil Tate a quarterback yeah. who just threw for five this week. Yeah, I mean, it's not a powder puff, um, powder puff defense. Uh, you got to give Alan Bowman some credit. If you watch Cliff Kingsbury's interviews, um, clearly he does not want to praise Alan Bowman to the level where he's getting all high on himself after one performance. You can, you can kind of tell that Cliff is downplaying how you know proud he is of Alan. I think he's just being kind of tough on you know a freshman quarterback. And even when they brought up that he broke Patrick Mahomes' record, uh, he butted in and said, okay, you know, that was against Houston. Mahomes was playing against, you know, Oklahoma, the fifth best team in the country at the time. Let's put things in the perspective here, okay? So, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't want to get his head too big, his ego. I think that's really smart by Cliff, too, because, like you said, he's a freshman. And, I mean... Obviously. It's still a competition. It's still a competition. It so it's still a competition, but I think we got a front runner right now. And honestly, having that freshman quarterback doing things like that, and having a freshman running back doing things like that, and this—I mean, if you want to say like a little bit of shit on the Houston secondary, like so be it. You cannot talk shit about the Houston front. I mean, no. they have Ed Oliver, the number one defensive lineman in the country, and Tashawn Henry was still having a great game. And having two freshmen like that who can put up these kind of numbers and and obviously have no fear out there on the field, that's great for the Texas Tech future. I'm just very excited to see, you know, Texas Tech putting up a lot of points because I was kind of nervous after that Ole Miss game that we weren't going to be an exciting team to watch. And if we're not an exciting team to watch, then we're going to lose fans, we're going to lose belief in Cliff. It's just going to be a whole messy bit. So I'm, I'm very happy that it was an exciting game to watch the Texas Tech offense go out there and really put on a show. So, I mean, that was I think that was maybe one of the most exciting games of the entire weekend. I mean, the game's a basketball score. It was incredible. Yeah, for real. It was incredible. If someone turned on to Fox, it'd be like, and they didn't know Texas Tech. They'd be like, holy shit, this is like the most exciting. Every other play is a touchdown. 
You know, every I mean, other play is a touchdown. So how can you not be a fan? So I think this is great for the program all in all. I think this is a big win for Clef also. If you want to talk about exciting touchdowns too, that Wesley touchdown that you put up on the Instagram, that was incredible. I mean, yeah. breaking like three tackles and this like having the, all the guys going out hungry. and hungry. He's hungry. He's going to get oh a bunch God. this season. He's going to get a bunch. Dude, I love the outside receivers, the height, the speed, the catching ability. They're just going after the balls. Like, when you see that play, the reason that play is so successful is because Wesley didn't wait for the ball. He came no. back to it, he grabbed it, and then he immediately turned up field, broke a couple tackles, and then the other receivers got out in front of him and helped get some blocking, and he turned that into a long touchdown. Like, that is textbook. That boy's got some jets. That, that yeah, boy's dude, got some jets. Fly. Yeah. He can absolutely fly. I didn't know he had afterburners like that. He took off. He took off. Oh, this is this. I mean, it looked like he was doing talking. high knees all the way there, and he took Dude, off. We're, I mean, we're talking like beginning of the season, like we're gonna be a run first offense, and nah. all it took was three games. We're right back to normal Texas Tech football, and we're airing it the fuck out. Sling it to the twin towers. See what happens. Try to touch me. I'll tell These you boys what. are hungry. These boys are They're, hungry. Let's yeah. move on to the defense though, because the offense, obviously, there's only pros there. The defense. I mean, Confusing. it's not great. It's not great. I mean, we let up over 600 yards and <laughs> 49 points. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know exactly if that's something that is going to be enough to beat some of these other teams on the schedule. But, I mean, Dakota Allen was out there playing great, led the team in tackles. Not a surprise there. But, I mean, the defense was not great. We did good enough to get the win. And, I mean, that's what's important. But, obviously, you'd like to see them – getting a few more stops, maybe getting a couple turnovers. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of that defense, but, I mean, I'm happy with the win overall. How do you feel? I mean, I think they did have some opportunities to get turnovers in that game. I think Houston was just doing a good job, you know, covering up the ball. So I'm not going to take that away from our defense that they didn't get any turnovers. And turnovers statistically don't win you games unless you get two-plus. So I I think it's I think you know I'm like I said at the very beginning of this I'm a little perplexed you could say I, you know I would really like to get their take on it and see you know I would like to ask them do y'all think you did a good job right yeah do you think they yeah. went back into the locker room and said man I yeah. we played well tonight like were are they proud in that showing because like we won the game. And like I said in the earlier episode, Houston's offense is probably, you know, definitely upper tier and probably upper tier for the Big 12 conference games. You know, like Oklahoma's offense is probably, you know, it's probably better. Uh, Oklahoma State's offense is just as good or better. I mean, TCU's offense, you know, is pretty good. It's probably not as, you know, as fast tempo as... None of those offenses are probably as fast tempo as Houston's, but Houston's offense is probably, you know, top three in the Big 12. So if they can hold them to 49, you know, are they happy with that? Because, like, say we play Oklahoma or, like, Oklahoma State coming up, are they going to be wanting to hold them to 49? Because there's no way. I mean, this is kind of like, I think Alan Bowman had a special game, and I think these wideouts had a special game too with putting up you know 60 plus so I'm, I'm not really like 
hoping, you know, I'm not really like saying every game we go into, I'm expecting 60 plus points from our offense, right? I think this was just a special game for everybody on Texas Tech's offense. But if the you know, do you see what I'm saying here? I just don't yeah. think the defense yeah, wants to say like they played well in that game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they can. And the big reason for me is what I, I hate to see, and it's happening again this year. It's letting up the big play. I mean, yeah. the, the it's happened game and game again. I mean, the yards per rush that Houston was getting is not what you want to see. Um, you know, we they had a guy bust open a 31 yard rush, but the big thing is in the secondary, we're still letting up that big play. We let up another 80 yard pass for a touchdown. I mean. Yeah. You know, you just can't be letting those play, big plays happen and still, like, like have a, a real confidence in, like, winning the game. Because every time we play a good team, we're letting up these huge plays, just like we saw against Ole Miss. That's what's really scary for me with this defense. Like, yeah, they can hold people to once in a while getting a three and out, you know, not let up too many points in a regular series. But when it comes down to those big plays where it really makes a big difference in the game and can change momentum – we're still letting up those massive plays here and there, and those are huge momentum swings that can really take the air out of a team. So on the flip side, right, the fans of, of Houston and people that were commentating on the game said that Houston had a good defense, and they put up, yeah. and and they, you know what, they lost on big plays over yeah, and over and over true. again. So, and we, you know, we were talking about we don't know if you know our defense is good. But Houston has that top-tier offense, and Houston thinks their defense is good, and fans think Houston's defense is, is good, and we put 60-plus up on them, but they only put 49 up. You know, it's just, like, a little confusing. So I would actually like to ask people on, on the defense at Texas Tech, you know, do you think you guys did a good job? Because you know what? We did let up big plays, but there were also some – I mean, there's just a few defensive plays in there, fourth and eight, you know, et cetera that they stopped them. They had big stops. So they let up big plays, but they also had big stops. And and there were so many offensive possessions in that game and the tempo was so fast that I'm sure they got I'm sure the Houston offense had more tries at putting up points than a normal team should in a game. You, you see what I'm oh, saying? I don't know sure. how many how many possessions did Houston have in that game to put up points uh, with that high octane offense. I mean, they had seven touchdowns and they punted it uh twice so at least nine possessions uh without that and then that's not including the four and outs that happened a few times so you know they had double digit possessions at least two a quarter and i mean at some quarters up to like shit i'm saying like that's the dead minimum like they had they did have even more than that so i mean there was some definitely a a fast-paced game with a lot of possessions a lot of points so the defense is definitely out there a lot. And I kind of think that's a good time to transition a little bit into kind of just a bigger picture of pros and cons so that we can move on after. Yeah. And I would say a pro, when you're talking about that, you know, so many different uh, possessions and so much happening, it's definitely like I think you pointed out to me before this is conditioning because when it came down to it, our guys had it in them to keep going full bore all the way to the end of the game and close it out. And in a long game like that in the heat, and uh, just going going out there in the heat and playing all those possessions on defense and offense and be able to go full board the whole time. I mean, that was great. That was great stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, we proved that we're in shape, right? Yeah. And, that, and I that. think 
And I think we proved that we're in shape and that we're in better shape than Houston. And Houston actually was going into this game talking about how good their fitness was. You know how they slap finish as they're coming out to the Jones? Yep. Texas Tech finished that game. They got yes, better they in the second half. They finished I that agree. game. They dominated I mean, yeah. that second half. Yeah. I mean, we gave up a fucking – we were down going to the second quarter once again. And the team just – from then on, just once they got behind, they never looked back. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, another big – like pro I want to talk about it's the offensive line because mm-hmm. for Bowman to get all those yards and all those touchdowns and for Tashawn Henry to be able to get all those rushing yards and be consistently you know a strong runner out of the backfield against that tough Houston front our offensive line had to manhandle them and that's yeah. what they did the offensive they line did. was tough they gave Bowman time I mean this offensive line is elite right now yeah there was only one sack and you know what that means there's one sack for the entire season so far Chris that's what I'm saying, man. They, I don't think they've had this much experience on the O-line and since 2008. I mean, I, I love it. I love to see them giving these quarter, this quarterback you know, time in the pocket and enough time to make decisions because he is a young guy, and it, he's proven that when he has the time to make the decisions, he's making the right ones. Yeah, yeah, he's smart. I mean, he's, he's looking so impressive for a freshman. I mean, for any QB, but he's looking very, very impressive for a freshman. And it's it's pretty amazing how fast he is considering that large package he's carrying. Okay, I also wanted to talk about Dom, my favorite player, Dommy boy. You know what? I'm going to give you kudos on this one, bud. You played very well. And, but I hope you're getting ready for this Oklahoma State team because they blocked two of Boise State's kicks. So get him out quick, be, buddy. Can't be running around back there. Although I did look at Boise State's punter and, you know, he was trash. So I, I hope you're better than him. And I really want to talk about and give props to Clayton Hatfield. He is proving that he is one hell of a kicker. Uh, you know, he has not missed a field goal this year. And he has not missed an extra point, although he did not kick a field goal in, in the Houston game. But he still has not missed an extra point. So let's give it up for Clint Hatfield. I'm I'm very proud of you. You played so you're playing so much better this year than you did last year. So uh, you might have had a broken foot, like the kicker for the Browns, and didn't tell anybody. But uh, you're looking great this year. So Chris, you want to hear a crazy Hatfield stat? Let's hear it. Hatfield is Texas Tech's most accurate kicker of all time by like twenty percent. Really? Yeah, Hatfield's in the nineties. He's like ninety-two percent. And the next best Texas Tech kicker is like 71. That is insane. Did you know Mike Leach actually, this is a side note, Mike Leach actually held a contest that they said they would pay your rent for a year at halftime if you could come kick an extra point. And this guy got down from the stands and kicked an extra point, or it was was a field goal, or an extra point or a field goal from like 35 or something. He kicked it in. Got the you know free rent for the year, and then Mike Leach got him on the team, and he was the he was the place kicker. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was when they were really good too. That was like two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I mean, crowdfunding your kicker, I guess it works. Yeah, he was like, I think his logic was if you can be under that pressure to have free rent for a year, then you could do well in game time decisions or game. Here's time a question situation. though: Does that does that break NCAA violations by paying a player? Wow. Uh-oh, Mike Leach point. alert. Wow, wow. I need to look into that. I think he maybe had to give it money back or something. Uh-oh, Leach might be in trouble. Anyways. Okay, you want to talk about the, the cons? cons? 
The only yeah. con that I have, Ryan, is Daquan Bowman on special teams. He did give up a touchdown when he fumbled the ball. I think he's actually struggled a little bit back there. Um, but, yeah, returning kickoffs and punts, I, don't, I just don't think he was up to par. I don't think he's up to his standard either. That's that's an easy fix. Um, you know, I have confidence in the guy. So uh, do you have any other cons you want to bring up? Uh, penalties, once again. I mean, yep. I mean I'll, we'll say it every week until we have a, a penalty-free week, but – when you're giving up too many, you're making it harder than it has to be. And, I mean, that's not – you're making it harder to win the football game. And what we're trying to do is make it easier for the guys out there. We should have a little things effect. Mm. The little things. <laughs> <laughs> little things. <laughs> we should have a Trust dog me, section uh, and then the little things. Yeah. Uh, they just constantly have been giving up penalties. I mean, it, it was a competitive game. Also, there were so many possessions that – I think penalties were just bound to happen, but yeah, yeah, that's never a good thing. But yeah, I mean, I think that wraps up the game. I mean, obviously it was an exciting one. It was offensively fueled Bowman, Vasher, Wesley, high Henry, everyone having a great game. Um, I think what we got to do next is look ahead to next week. Cause this one is a big one. We're starting big 12 play, Chris. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are still water. One of the craziest stadiums in the Big 12 to play at. You know, they're like directly on the field. So this one is yeah. just nuts. And, you know, uh, we're, unfortunately, we're we cannot go uh, once no. again. We are, we've are we been trying, but uh, it is very ex- expensive to be flying around the country to get to these places, especially on such a popular weekend. But we wish you the best of luck, boys. We're there in spirit. And hopefully we'll get to another one uh, soon, soon. But, uh, yeah, we're traveling to Stillwater. Both teams coming off massive wins. Oklahoma State. Just having that 23-point win over Boise State, that was a big one. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State just propelled themselves up to 15 in the country with that win. And, I, you know, a lot of people are real high in Oklahoma State right now. Yeah. Uh, it's tough whenever you have to go on the road in the Big 12 as well. But Tech, you know, they have momentum on their side. Don't sleep on that. And um, But if we uh, jump into what Vegas is predicting for this game, they got right now Oklahoma State as 13-point favorites and the over-under set at an absolutely – ridiculous 78 and a half 78 and a half ryan yeah it's they they know that texas tech is putting up the points i'll tell you that much man um, i'm taking the over all day on that just saying yeah yeah but before we jump into kind of the nitty-gritty of the game i want to read you a quote from uh oklahoma state coach mike gundy about this texas tech offense and it's actually pretty crazy uh let me pull this up right here yeah so gundy said He's talking about, you know, the Texas Tech offense and everything. They say, you know, uh, they understand what they're doing on offense. They do a great job with it, and now their quarterback's playing really well. They're going to score points. You're not going to keep them from scoring points. We're preparing for and expecting it to be a fourth-quarter game. So I'll tell you what. Gundy is not sleeping on this offense, and I don't think the rest of the country is either. Maybe in the beginning of the season, people are thinking this is going to be a blowout, but I think everyone saw this Tech team play against Houston and, and Oklahoma State. You know, they're taking this very seriously now. Yeah, I just really wish we could have replayed Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. seriously. I don't What uh-huh. happened? It's a totally different team. I was so down on the boys. Honestly, now I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Yeah. Now I'm right back to where we and were talking. And that's not the Coors Light talking. I'm legitimately buzzing. The boys look good. <laughs> the boys look good. They really do. But let's talk about this, this matchup, this, the history of this matchup. What's kind of crazy is Oklahoma State has won the, NAS- the past nine games yeah. past nine games they beat us but the past two years it's been real close last year it was by seven in lubbock 
The year before, we only lost by one in Stillwater. Granted, that was with our boy Patty Mahomes under Q. But, um, they should have won that game. <laughs> it I was think, a missed I, extra point. The time yep, up. I know. That was a. Uh, and they should have won last year, right. too. You remember that? Nimsby fumbled in the end zone, I think, it was twice. I mean, yeah. yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Game. Like, in both those years, Oklahoma State, you know, was a top 15 team as well. So Mason this, Rudolph. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Then this tech team, I think they have what it takes to hang with Oklahoma State. Um, you know, the, the Oklahoma State team is a little bit different this year than years in the past. This year, you know, they don't have Mason Rudolph. They actually have a, a different quarterback. He's a fifth-year senior that's been waiting for Rudolph to leave the whole time. Like it's his Nick first Shimanek. year starting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's his first year starting. His name's Taylor Cornelius. Um, in my opinion— He's actually a West Texas boy, Cornelius. Is he now? Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, in my opinion, this West Texas boy, uh, he hasn't been all too impressive throwing-wise. Uh, the first two games, yeah, they were playing against some pretty bad teams. Um, if we look at that South Alabama game, he actually only threw for, I mean, he threw for 400 yards, but he threw out two interceptions to South Alabama. Um, last game against that Boise State defense, he threw for, he, he, what I will give him is he controlled the game well. He threw for only 26 times, 243 yards and a touchdown, but you know, he ran the ball a little bit more. He got more control of the offense. He had two running touchdowns, but this is a very different type of Oklahoma State team. This isn't this absolute gunned out offense with mason rudolph under center they're more run focused this year and it's kind of uh more defense and run focused for the oklahoma state team and i think that kind of it bodes well for us in the sense that i think our offense can hang with their defense and if their offense isn't going to be putting up a ton of points you know we pack the box a little bit make this cornelius guy throw i kind of like our chances it depends on if johnson's playing or not and we've said that every week. I mean, <laughs> I, I truly believe that Johnson is, you know, he's the centerpiece to our defense. We just haven't seen him yet. Game time I mean, decision, Cliff. So I know. And if the game time decision is yes in this one, having him over the top, Cornelius, that makes it a lot harder on him. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, they're focusing on the run, granted, we haven't been able to stop the run this year. But if we know they're focusing on the run and we can pack the box a little bit more than we have the previous games and trust that secondary you know, with Johnson centering us in the back. I think our defense can play a little bit better than they did against Houston. I think Oklahoma State's offense isn't as good as Houston. Granted, their defense, I think, is much better. I just think that, you know... They're not as fast think, as Houston. No, no. They're, I mean, they definitely still have some good, skilled position players. But, I mean, I think our offense can put up points against anyone right now. You just don't have the guys that you've been seeing the last few years. You don't have Washington... You know, you don't have Mason Rudolph. So those were two of the big dudes that would make, you know, we were talking about the big plays. So, but I'm saying like, they just don't have the people that they've had the past few years that, have, you know, we've given up big plays to. So it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, this might, you know, I've been talking about, is our defense good? Have things changed? It looked like they changed a little bit in the Houston game. I'm still kind of confused on that one, but I guess we'll really see it in this OK State game because there's going to be less possessions, Ryan. I really think so. Yeah, I think another thing, though, to look at is um, Boise State was able to throw it against Oklahoma State. Yeah, Their quarterback put up 380 yards and three touchdowns, and yep. you know they couldn't run it. They only had 66 yards running against them. And, I mean, we're not a run-focused team, so we're going to be airing it out. So but that's good run. for us. We can, we can run. run. We can I mean, the, the Oklahoma State's team definitely balanced run, whatever. But I think, you know, if it comes down to the trenches a lot again, just like the yeah. past couple of games. And if we can get time in the pocket, we can establish a little bit of a run. 
that's going to be really big. Because if we get stuck in third and longs against these guys, we're going to be in trouble because they can get to the quarterback. And we need to make sure we're not in third and longs where we have to sit in the pocket and wait for something to develop because that's going to cause troubles. So if we can get the ball out quick, you know, get something established early, I think we can start putting up some points and we can make this a game. I think so too, right? I think you've pretty much broken it all the way down. I just want to hear what is your prediction for the game? 13-point spread, uh, 78.5 over. I'm thinking the Texas Tech team can put up a 50-burger once again. So I'm thinking we're going to get to that over number once again. And, you know, I, I do think we cover the spread, and it's going to be a really tough game. But, of course, I think Tech's going to win this get ball game. I think we're going to offense can go out there. It's going to air it out. We're going to shock everybody. We're going to get this win, and we're going to be inching closer and closer and closer to being ranked this year. All right, Ryan, you want to hear my prediction? I do. I do. The overhits. Okay. The overhits. The overhits. I'm thinking it's going to be around 90, 95 points. I don't hate that. And you're going to hate me for this, but uh, I think the boys lose this week. I think the boys lose. I think Oklahoma State's, you know, it's their home turf. Like I was saying, that stadium is insane. You think, you know, it's hard playing in the Jones. I actually think it's harder playing in Stillwater. Um, I think Bowman is just going to be kind of out of place in some points because of the craziness of the stadium. I think that's a big advantage. Um, I think it's really close. And I think it's another high, you know, high scoring game, both teams. And I really hate to say this, but yeah, I, I just don't think the boys win. I think they cover, but I just don't think the boys win. It, they're not supposed to win this game. I think, you know, I think uh, the college football rankings, I think Oklahoma State's 15 in the rankings. And uh, if you go by, like, power standings, I think they're, like, number seven. So, yeah, yeah they're they're really good. I, 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 think it's, I think Tech is going to be – I think it's going to be a good game for Tech. I just don't think they pull it out. But it's going to be a great game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am. But I'm, Here's I the just, thing. This is what just, I think you know, is- what I think. What I think is if it gets to that 95-ish number, like you said, I think that means that we win because I think our offense is more high-powered than theirs. And, you know, people might call me a homer, but this nine-game win streak, I think it comes to the end. They're not getting the double digits on us. I don't care if it's in Stillwater. I don't care if it's in the Jones. I don't care if we play it in fucking, I don't know, anywhere. China. Okay. I think okay. we win this game. Can I bring Can I bring it back a little bit then? All yeah, right. sure. Okay, so... I think Oklahoma State wins this game only if Texas Tech does not get two turnovers. I think if Texas Tech gets two turnovers, they win the game by a touchdown. And I think it still goes over. But I think I think we're gonna have it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a shootout for sure. So Tech only wins this game if they get two turnovers. That is my final final prediction. So. All right. Uh, All right. Let's uh let's move on. And now what I'd like to do is thank our sponsor this week. Uh, a big shout out to Lubbock Auto and Glass. When you're shattered, we'll fix you up. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lubbock Auto and Glass. Um, and the next thing we're gonna do is dive into some of our recurring segments. And uh, first things first <laughs> is something we missed last week. It's uh, clip notes. Um. It's a what big say, stretch Ryan? for uh, We're going to dive into some cliff notes. Ooh, baby. Um, yeah, it's a big stretch coming up for Cliff. We have Oklahoma State 
followed by West Virginia, followed by TCU. And the only home game is West Virginia. Yeah. I mean. This is a big stretch for Cliff, man. I honestly think, you know, we've talked about the Cliff on the hot seat thing. The Houston game definitely helped them out. But this three-game stretch is going to be telling. Uh, These are three top 15-ranked teams this year. Um, Or I guess TCU dropped back a little bit. But three top 20-ranked teams this year. And if we can't win at least one of them, that's going to be tough because we'll be two and four. Yeah. And then, like, what? what's our record going to be after that eight and four? I mean, he would have to go on a crazy win streak after that, you know? And that would have to include beating Oklahoma because they're still later on in the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen. That is at home, though. That would be insane. That could be his sig- – it's going to have to – you know, then he's going to be in a situation like last year where everything is riding on this one game and – you know, can Vic Shimanek come and save me against Texas? I mean, yeah, we don't want that. He needs one out of the next three games to keep his job without having to depend on that one signature win. So I think I really like our chances. You know, I really like our chances in this Oklahoma State game more than this West Virginia game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, Not West like Virginia's our chances more in this Oklahoma State game versus TCU. So... Yeah, I think the way we line up, it's like I think Oklahoma State's it's got a good chance, especially with the momentum right now. Because if we lose these next two, and we got to rely on that TCU win. That's going to be a real tough one coming off two losses if that happens. I think if we win this Oklahoma State game, then we're going to win the West Virginia game. I like, that. That hype, I like that. All the hype rolling into that West Virginia game at home. It's going to be packed. The fans are going to be excited. We might be ranked at that point. I mean, it might it, it might get crazy. The thing about the TCU game is that Gary Patterson is just one hell of a coach. And yeah. I love Cliff, but I, Gary Patterson is a better, is just a better coach than you are. I think Gary Patterson is probably one of the top five, top top seven, eight coaches in the NCAA. So, Oh, I agree whole, wholeheartedly. I think right? he's, a, he's a mastermind uh, play caller. He's definitely, I think he's definitely top five coach. Um, yeah, so yeah, right? that's going to be and a like, tough one. That's going to be a real tough Texas one. Texas Tech's offense is Gary Patterson's a defensive-minded coach, and he's one hell of a good coach. So, you know, I think every time we played TCU, if, if it hasn't been a blowout. I know that crazy game where we lost in the last, like, two seconds, but it's been a lower-scoring game just because he's been able to come up with something to, to stunt us. So, um, yeah, I really think this Oklahoma State game is, you know, the turning point for the program. And I think, honestly, if they win this game, I think Cliff sticks around for another couple years. Oh, I 100% agree. And I really right? hope it happens, not only for the team, but for Cliff, because everybody knows we're big Cliff guys. Massive um, unit. Massive, massive. Absolutely. Fucking man, Rocket. Um, mm-hmm. And if we're going to be talking about Rockets, let's transition right into Raiders in the NFL let's and talk about the biggest Rocket arm that there is going in the NFL right now. And, of course, I'm talking about Mahomes. Yeah, my man. The dude just set an NFL record for the most touchdowns in the first two weeks. He's got 10 touchdowns in the first two weeks, and it it doesn't look like anything's going to slow him down. He might set the single-season record. He might get 60. Honestly. I mean, he's looking like a better and better quarterback every week, so what's he going to turn into this weekend, you know? Yeah, I saw I saw a hilarious graphic. I think it was the NFL Instagram account put it up. It was a picture of Mahomes, and instead of a right arm, he just literally had a cannon. (laughs) <laughs> but this is something that we all knew, you know. We all knew this was going to happen. We knew his talent. I mean, yeah, and he, he was undervalued it. in the draft, and he was ten overall. I think he was undervalued still. He's I mean, I think 
I think he said it. He said it this week where he uh, think he like really praises Andy Reid for keeping him out the first year to learn, so not rushing him into things. So you know he had time to understand the game better at the NFL level, and then once he understands it mentally, he's got the talent physically to come out and just do what he's been doing. And some of the throws he's made, he's just threading the needle with some rocket throws. Like it is incredible to watch right now. Yeah, he looks amazing. I think CNN or CNBC said he's must-watch television. Can you imagine that? Looking down at your phone and being, I'm must-watch television? I mean, like, it's what quarter? What quarterback is called that, you know, by national the kid, news? The kid just turned 23 years old. It's insane. It's it's literally insane. Um, I'm so happy any other, for him. Yeah, also, any other, very uh, happy for Brittany, also. Yeah, she's still great. great get, Brittany. You're a great girl. You have a great dog. Team Brittany, Team Brittany. <laughs> team steal the pit. If he actually wants to get on too, do a couple barks, we'll allow it. He can be a guest host the whole episode. I don't think there's much to say about Mahomes, honestly. I just think it's like he if you can go back this week and watch the highlights of that game, it's insane. He he looks amazing. So moving on from that, uh Ryan, let's jump into this week's game picks. Sure, let's uh let's start with the big ones. Um I think obviously a a big one and with a shocking line honestly is uh game number A on our list which is number 22 Texas A&M going to number 1 Alabama and the spread in that game is minus 27 to Alabama. Yeah, and rightfully so after that stomping of old miss. My god, how wrong could I have been about that game? Honestly, the thing about that game that burned me was the over under was at 69 and a half. I took the over no one scored in the fourth quarter, and it ended at 69. And I, I was, I was, it thralled. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Are you but, serious? I mean, yeah, that's that's what happened. It was insane. I actually didn't game, know that. I just thought this Ole Miss game, could hang with Alabama. Just like I think it was like plus like 30. I was like, yeah. Ole, I mean, we saw Ole Miss. They looked pretty good when we saw them. Man, yeah, they, that and they scored. Like, they scored on the first play too. I mean, it was just like I, I saw that. And I was like super, super pumped. I was like, I knew I, I was going to show everyone that Ole Miss was a much better team than everyone thought. And Tech lost to a really good team. And Tech, you know, could somehow battle with Alabama, and then they lose sixty-two to seven. Yeah, I mean that Alabama team with Tua at quarterback kind of looks unstoppable right now. And when you look at two ranked teams playing each other, and you see a four-score spread. You think to yourself, that's outrageous. I mean, that's a, a spread you get against an FCS school. But honestly, I think when you just – everything that's been happening so far this year, you have to take Alabama 27. Yeah, I'm taking – if I'm going to bet on this game, I bet Alabama. It looks, At it home, looks like grown men playing children out there. So, Yeah, I mean, for real. Um, another another big game. You want to be here? Yeah, B. Uh, this actually is a, it's a big 12 game. It's another big one, I think. Yeah. Um, it's n- number seventeen TCU, game. yeah, number seventeen TCU traveling into Texas uh, to play the Longhorns. TCU is favored minus three and a half. What's your take? So, I am very sour about uh, Texas Longhorns. I hate the Texas Longhorns, and uh, USC just got smoked, and now they're playing TCU again at home. I don't even think Texas looked that impressive. I just saw T- I just saw that USC looked that bad. So I'm taking TCU. I'm gonna take TCU. I could take TCU at minus seven. I think the Horn Frogs come in here after the Ohio State game and blow them out of the water. What do you think? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, TC is definitely reeling from that game. I mean, they cover the 12 and a half, but they really need to get a win here um, to keep that ranking up as high as it is and keep fighting for a strong bowl game. Plus, I mean, a big 12 game is always going to be a big one in conference. Uh, it's an away game for them, but I don't see them losing two games in a row. Uh, I think they can cover the three and a half. I'm with you. I'm on the Horned Frogs. Did you watch the Texas game versus USC? I didn't, but I, I saw some highlights and watched some recap videos. And I mean, yeah, Texas won by a lot, but I honestly think this USC team is just pretty bad. I think they're that bad. I was so upset. Their quarterback stinks. So uh, I just I so here's the thing: the quarterback is so young. He's like 18 years old. I think he. he Bowman's 18. Handle, yeah, I, I I just don't think he can handle right now going into that big rivalry game in Texas. And I think I think we saw it against Stanford. He kind of wilted. On the in the big away game, that big game, even their first game against a shitty school, he didn't play so good. So I think that this kid is just simply not ready for the big stage right now. And I just think that the USC was that bad. So yeah, I think it's three and a half line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it for sure. For sure. So moving on here to see, uh, we got number seven Stanford playing number twenty Oregon at Oregon. The line Ryan is minus two to Stanford. Who you taking? All right, so this game, I actually, I love Stanford here. Oregon's been great to start this season. Um, they're scoring a lot of points and everything. But these Pac-12 teams, I feel like every time, Stanford is so much more physical than every other Pac-12 team out there. And they just can, like, in the trenches, they battle it out, uh, run the ball, they bang it up the middle. I think this Stanford team is just going to outwork and outclass this Oregon team. Minus two, I think that's a joke. Uh, I know Oregon, always good at home. But Stanford, I think they win double digits. What do you think? I, I'm i also going to take Stanford. I'm not going to have as much, you know, uh, say in this one. I just don't know the teams that well. I've seen Stanford play. They looked really good. I just think it's funny that, you know, you have the number seven team going versus number 20 team, and the line is two, so that's 13 spots away. You have the one versus 22, which is only 21 away, and it's 27. You know, that's a 27-point spread versus a two spread. So I just want to go back to how good Alabama looks right now. My yeah. goodness. Yeah, I mean, I'll it, say that... The line could have... If, they were, if Alabama was playing Stanford, I think the line would be 18 or 19, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's just, like, very, very little parity right now from the top teams to the kind of top teams. Yeah, honestly. I mean, the only teams that seem like they could even hang with Alabama are Clemson and Georgia right now. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. And Texas Tech. All right, moving on here to Arizona State at number 10, Washington. Washington is at home, and the line is 17.5 to Washington, Ryan. What do you think? Uh, so here I'm going to probably be a little contrarian to some other folks out there. Arizona State reeling off kind of a bad loss to San Diego State. They lost by seven last week. Washington coming off a good win. Um, people would think, you know, go with Washington on this, but I think the 17.5 number is too big. I think Arizona State can keep it to a close game. Um, I mean, we've seen them play before. They're they're a pretty good team, and um, they started off the season well besides that last game. So I think 17.5 is too big of a number. While I think Washington wins, I think it's a close one, maybe a one-score game. So I'm going to go Arizona State here. Yeah, I would take that too. I just don't know enough about the teams to to really take that one. So uh, you want to jump into the Big 12? Yeah, let's let's go over the Big Twelve games. You know, we got a couple of uh, nice in-conference games and then some out-of-conference games that uh, are whatever. We you know we got Akron going to Iowa State. Iowa State eighteen and a half. I don't think we have to spend too much time on this one. Um, 
I'm not Iowa State interested blows in the game. them out of the water. Iowa yeah. State blows them out of the water. First game we saw versus Iowa, they stunk. They play Oklahoma. They look pretty good. They almost won that game. So, Dude, their defense is good. Yeah, their defense is good. I, Iowa State blows them out. I don't think we have to spend much time on that one. Uh, let's go over to Kansas State at West Virginia. West Virginia is a 16-point favorite. What do you think about that one? I think this one's a little bit more tricky. So here's the thing. Uh, West Virginia had two weeks to prepare for this game. Their game yeah. last week got canceled. That is such a wild advantage for them going into this game versus Kansas State. Plus, it's at home. Uh, Will Greer, I mean, he has one less game to show out to try to get that Heisman. Uh, I think Will Greer airs the ball the fuck out, and I'm taking West Virginia 16. How about you? Sheesh, man. I'm not. I'm going to take Kansas State. I really think so. I think Kansas State comes in. There. I think. I think, you know, they might be a little rusty, West Virginia. I'm not sure. Kansas State look much improved this year, this uh, this game, so I'm gonna go Kansas State. I, I think they lose. I think they lose by two touchdowns. But wow. I think they cover. I think they cover. All right. All right. Well, let, let's skip number three and save it for last because I'm kind of excited about that. I'm one. Let's go jazzed number four. up about that one. Yeah, let's go to number four. That's Army going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma 31 and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you like there? What do you like there? I'm taking Army. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ar- I think Army's D can hang with the Oklahoma. So, you go with that that triple option offense? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with Army. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree That's with a you here. Spread too. Yeah, thirty one and a half is a lot. Uh, Army, yeah, not pretty good football team. But the thing is, Oklahoma, you know, they only won by ten against Iowa State last year. They're trying to show that they're one of the best last, teams in the country. I think they're ranked yeah. four or five. Yeah, last game. Sorry, I think they're ranked four or five right now. They're trying to show that they're one of the top dogs. Trying to show that they should belong in that college football playoff at the end of the season. Um, I think that this offense is going to come out absolutely rearing behind Kyler Murray. And uh, I know they're missing their running back, but 31 and a half, I think they aired the fuck out. And I think that they're going to get that cover. All right, man. Well, we'll see. We've disagreed on a couple games this, uh, this week. So yeah, we should be cheating. In the big honestly, club. Ryan, we should be keeping track of our record of games and then talking yeah, uh, about it. Uh, intern, be- please, uh, mark down who took what. And, yeah. um, thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, uh, so let's move on to the last Big 12 game of the week. And I think it's the one we're both most excited about besides Texas Tech. And this and that's is the worst be- teams, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Kansas going to Baylor. Baylor, minus seven and a half. Kansas coming off two wins in a row for the first time since I don't know when. And I, I don't know what it is. Historic times. I don't know what it is. But Kansas on the road again, for some reason, I like Kansas. Rock, chop, Jayhawk. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I'm taking Kansas I, to win outright in this one. I'm Let's go. Let's go. This Kansas team is feeling it. This Kansas team's feeling it. I'm on they Kansas. They just rocked Rutgers. Yeah, I, mean, I can't wait. Kansas I'm is gonna, Kansas is going to win the next few weeks in a row until they play Texas Tech when they lose by 50. <laughs> yeah, they got no chance against Texas Tech. But against Baylor? Come on. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but Instead that, of sick on Bears, it's suck at Bears. That that kind of wraps it up for us, I think. Yeah, you know, we covered we covered last week, we covered this week. You know, we got a nice uh, cliff notes. We got our segments in. This game's uh, picks, and I think that might close it up. So, I'm Ryan, and I'm Chris. This has been the Raider Power Podcast.